Hey, best nesters, how is everybody doing? Uh, welcome to a special Tuesday show of Fight to Flight with Kelly and Mike with a special guest. Hello. Introduce yourself. I'm Emma. I'm his biological kid and her stepkid. And she's a delight. I am a delight. <laughs> Uh, I am Mike Hess. I am a respiratory therapist, uh, perhaps uh, famous, infamous as the COPD dude. Um, I run a group called COPD Navigator, and we've done some live shows, so um, it's nice to be back live here. Uh, we've been trying to do a Sunday show for a little while and took Father's Day off, but uh, now we're back live. And it was my idea to take Father's Day off, not even you. I, you know, we had a visit from the boys. They were staying with their mom for the week, and they were over, and we wanted to make the best of it. So here we are. And who are you? My name is Kelly Becker, and um, <clears throat> I think more than anything, I'm just a lover of people. And um, I have had a lifelong struggle with obesity, so uh, my full-time work and passion now is... <laughs> Um, helping people um, with obesity and other chronic disease and, and offering that support in a loving space without judgment and certainly sharing my own challenges. So that's a lot of what Mike and I do together with this channel, with the show, with this marriage, with co-parenting. It's, it's our life and we love it. And so one of the things we've been trying to do with Fight to Flight is, you know, we, we realize that it's hard to take flight, it's hard to soar, it's hard to live your best life when you're always fighting against whether it's chronic conditions, whether it's physical health, whether it's mental health, stress, all of these things work together. As Kelly said, um, we've both dealt with a lot of these things uh, as lifelong struggles. We've had struggles with weight, struggles with dependence, struggles with all kinds of stuff. Um, and we want to try, we, especially during the, um, the ongoing pandemic, we both kind of had stressful situations, as those of you who have, who have watched the program know. Um, we both uh, fell back into some old habits. I added about 20 pounds above where I should be. We kept Emma up too late at night, apparently. <laughs> um, either that or she's just tired of the shtick already. It's hard to say. But... Um, what we want to do is try to share our journey so that we stay accountable um, to ourselves. We stay accountable to the people in our care because we're supposed to be walking the talk, so to speak. Uh, and we want to make people understand or help people understand because we don't really want to make anybody do anything. We want to help people understand that even if the people who know what we're doing have backslides and have regression mm -hmm. and have all that stuff, um, that's okay. You know, it can happen to anybody. Um, and that doesn't make you a bad person. That just makes you uh, struggling against biology, struggling against the times in which we live, struggling against all these things. Um, you know, I, I was actually, I'm working on, um, uh, as I mentioned before, as a respiratory therapist, I do a lot with tobacco cessation and helping people quit smoking. I've been working on that project, and we talk about this whole idea of stages of change, where you're getting ready to make a change, and you're thinking about how to do it, and there's this whole cycle. And sometimes you just slide back. You have regression. And the important thing is you don't give up. You learn what worked, you learn what didn't work, and you continue to make that behavior change. So um, in the time in which we live, I think it's safe to say that we all have a lot of stress. And while... Um, while I was, while I was, well, excuse me, while we were all doing the pandemic, uh, one of the ways I was helping folks cope with that was I was doing a live show every day. And I discovered that um, sometimes it's nice to have a ritual. Sometimes it's, it's nice to have something to look forward to. Right, Kelly? Without a single doubt. So I, I noticed that you've got uh, some lipstick on, even though now it's 5 o'clock, 5.30 here on the, uh, the West Coast and all that stuff. Uh, in the pandemic, it's been kind of a, a cliche as we're doing a lot of these webinars and things like that. Um, you know, are you wearing pants and all that stuff? <laughs> and it's real easy to go from your, your, your nighttime pajamas to your daytime pajamas to your nighttime pajamas. But that's not always the best way to look at it, I would say. What, what do you think about that? Well, a, a couple different perspectives, um, as I am in pajama pants right now. Um, <clears throat> It can become depressing to never um, take time to feel your best or look your best. And 
um, I'm a big proponent of um, doing that for oneself, you know, not, not for anyone else. So I have lipstick on right now because I have to look at some of these um, views and cameras and I just want to look more awake. I am 42. I am proud to say I have nothing but moisturizer and this lipstick on, which looks oddly orange in these um, views, but it at least makes me feel more awake. So sometimes taking time to do things like put on lipstick makes you feel more awake and ready for the day or more confident. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, your favorite comfy jammies are your best supportive bra to put the girls where they need to be. I mean, there's a lot that we can do to feel good about things. And one of those things is like getting your nails done and, um, you know, getting your, you know, we, we, it's a love language around here, getting rubbins, you know, getting your neck and, and upper shoulders massaged. And so paying attention to those types of things um, can make you feel whole again. And, um, you know, if you're never putting any effort into yourself for yourself, it, it can be part of, um, you know, depression or one day bleeding into the next day. So taking some time and I put on perfume for myself as well. So, and you bring up a key point there for yourself, yeah, because absolutely. you know a lot of these things, you know, again, the, as Kelly said, you know, the days can kind of blur into to each other, and sometimes you just kind of wonder, you know, what am I going to do today to to make yourself feel better? And it's real easy to get into these these downward spirals, but with a little bit of self care and self uh, treat, so to speak. Um, it's really, you can really just basic things can pull yourself out of it. I was thinking to myself while Kelly was talking, there's a lot to be said for a shave and a haircut. You know, a lot mm. of times I'll, you know, I'll shave a little bit and not really ready to get my haircut while well, I'm, I'm ready to get my haircut, but, um, I still am a little bit leery of salons and things like that right now, personally. Uh, life is always measured risk and relative risk and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's a lot to be said about feeling good about that. And so when we have those situations, um, have a little bit of self-care. And the other thing that we have really liked to do, especially during the pandemic, is it has really, I, I would say, brought us closer together as a family. We've enjoyed a lot of kind of family routines. We started playing Foursquare again. You can go back and look at, on our other channel, COPD Navigator, find a Foursquare game on there. But we also, uh, perhaps you might be watching us on YouTube right now, um, we like to watch YouTubes to get YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. The YouTubes. Oh, man, how old how am I old right now? <laughs> Wow. Okay. Are you on the interwebs? It's a series of tubes. <clears throat> um, in any event, we like to watch. We've discovered we like we have our own. You know, we we like certain YouTubers and we like to watch uh, certain genres of, of stuff. Speech. And we are now joined by uh, Potato Cast. She of the eponymous Potato Cast. I think I did say Potato Cast, didn't, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Potato Cat. Named at, or oh, I should just stop talking. You know what? I think that protein you had that was bone broth with what cherry? Oh, I, I don't think nice. that fed your cells what they need to wow. work. You should brain. have gone to Taco Bell. Like I told are not you. Happy. No, they're really not. So for some context, <laughs> folks, I kind of did the opposite of self care today. Um, if you if you've been watching, you the were program, trying so hard. I was. I was. If you've been watching the program. I'm trying to shed that 20 pounds again, and my current goal for the week is to really hit my protein goals. Okay, uh, so oh boy, yeah, let's. Potato is trying to be to destroy the studio here. Um, so what I've been doing is I make my own protein shakes because I got tired of the you know whatever brand it is. It's always chocolate, strawberry, vanilla. You might get a banana in there from time to time, which I really don't like. You might get a caramel, which is okay, but you don't want to drink caramel five days a week, or at least I don't. So what I do is I get some unflavored protein powder. Sorry. Yeah, apparently some stimulants or. Uh oh, we're at the, yeah. Uh, so I get some unflavored protein powder. I get some drink packets. Um, I've been going through kind of a fruit flavored thing. So I have uh, grape and strawberry and cherry limeade. And I mix them together in my own water bottle, you know, saving the environment and all that happy stuff. Save so the turtles. I ran out of unflavored protein powder. Um, I have a usual brand. I've been out of that for a while because, like I said, I kind of fallen off the horse a lot. Um, so I, I picked up this other brand and I ran through that whole bottle finally and I couldn't find, well, I, 
was at the store and I couldn't really find an unflavored protein powder, but I found one that was based on bone broth. His wife was not with him. I think I could look for stuff on the shelf, though, man. I mean, give me a little bit of credit. Obviously, okay. you can't. Continue with your story, darling. So I get, I get this, I get this protein powder, right? And it says plain. I look at, I, I'm looking at this whole shelf of protein powders, and, and again, all they're all chocolate, chocolate, vanilla, and cappuccino, and like everything but just plain. I just want plain, unflavored, basic protein powder. Plain hot tomato soup. Correct. Plain hot tomato soup for any Delta Flyers out there. Uh, and so the best I could find was plain. So it was labeled plain. This brand has chocolate and vanilla and plain. And it also mentioned on the back that you could put it in juice. You could put it in smoothies. You could put it in whatever, you know, whatever you want. It's fine. No problem. So my saving grace is I only I got packets. I didn't I didn't buy the whole, you know, the 50 gallon drum. Oh, you usually get protein powder. And I got packets because I was like, this is a new brand to me. This is unfamiliar. Don't know what's going on. Scientific. So today at lunch, I go to make my lunch. And first thing I do is I pour the I get my water and I pour the protein powder. In. And I was like, I was looking at the back of it and I was like, OK, chicken bone broth. That smells kind of chickeny, huh? You didn't think to taste it before putting the flavor pack in? I thought it was going to be okay. And so now, by this point, you can probably see where I'm going with this. I put my cherry flavored in there, and I was like, okay, well, maybe it'll be like, you know, cherry chicken or something. I make cherry barbecue sauce or something like that. And it was awful. <laughs> I mean, just terrible. Just because it wasn't cherry enough to be cherry, and it wasn't chicken enough to be chicken. It was this weird chickenary thing. I, I... So like when you have flavored something in a bottle, and you put water in without rinsing it, and then you drink it, and the water... It was exactly like that, yeah. It was like like three flavors mixed into one. I don't even know what the third flavor was. It was like three flavors mixed into one. Oh, because it was kind of creamy from you know being protein powder. Oh. And... But, you know, that's all I had for lunch, and I needed my 20 grams of protein, so I just kept drinking it, and I kept giving them updates on our group chat about just how awful it was, because it was just unpleasant. But you stuck the landing. I did stick the landing, got my 20 grams of protein for lunch. Um, and now your little gray cells are unhappy. Yes, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of the nutrition aspects of it, but I really want to get into what we're talking about here. One of our favorite YouTubers is actually a lady by the name of Christine, um, with no H, from the Great White North up in Canada, who Emma introduced us to uh, makeup tutorials, or uh, nail, nail art tutorials in particular. Uh, this woman is brilliant with nail art, and she has built herself quite a little empire. I, mean, I wish we could someday be the Christines of healthcare or something She's like that. She's a good person. And she, she that's another person. reason why we like her. She donates proceeds to, she has an annual scholarship drive. Um, she donates a lot of the proceeds. We'll get into the, this kit that we have here. She's donated a lot of the proceeds to a lot of good causes that are helping to do uh, help a lot of the unrest in the world right now. Um, she's a good person. She's entertaining. She has a great relationship with her significant other. And she's just a very all-around good person. So we really like to support her. And so she has built her empire enough so that she actually has her own brand of nail polish. The Hollow Taco. Called the Hollow Taco. The camera's over here. Kelly has boxes over on her side. So, and she just released a new collection. And one of my self-care things is to actually take care of them. And I'm always... Well, we'll I go with the latest and greatest. I have, well, yeah, I have signed <laughs> up for the Hollow Taco mailing list uh, so that we can get these things. A lot of times they're limited edition and things like that. And so we've got our latest edition. Is it the Rainbow Collection? Yes. Now, again, I, I do want to point Hollow out because Taco. she was very adamant about this, too. This collection was supposed to come out a while back, but because of production delays and stuff like that, this is not and the, the pandemic. And the pandemic. This is not the kind of, oh, what do you call it, rainbow washing or what? what's the? Uh, like rainbow rainbow capitalism. Yeah. This is not rainbow capitalism. This is not her trying to jump on a pride bandwagon or anything like that. Not that she, I mean, she 
wholeheartedly supports these efforts, but she didn't want to do something that was gimmicky or just for pride, like you see a lot of corporations trying to jump on a lot of causes. Um, but this is a really cool collection for a couple of reasons. It comes in some great packaging. <coughs> and for my navigators out there, we finally have an orange. Yeah. We have an orange nail polish that we're gonna we're gonna Emma's gonna get into in a little bit here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna share uh, on our house call show that we did during the pandemic. We had Hollow Taco Tuesdays, and so now we're going to bring that to you because this is how we do self care in the Becker household. We have a lot of family stuff, and we have a I'm lot have of making oh, okay. ourselves look pretty. You're not jumping in. Well, I have a very special guest coming in about a half hour, and I don't want to be mid-nails when she arrives. Fair enough. So Fair. one of my, my dearest patients and friends is coming all the way from over an hour away to just give me a hug before she and her wife move out of town. And so I want to be primed and ready to greet her because that's also important. So I'm here until I think she may be pulling in the driveway. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. So while we're doing this, as per our tradition, we invite everybody to uh, drop some comments, drop some questions, uh, let us know what is on your mind as far as... Um, lettuce, tomato. What? Lettuce, tomato. Oh, I see what you did there. Gray yeah. cells are on delay. Dad jokes. I gotta swoop back around here because I see we got a comment that was in it was in somewhere. It's not um, mm -hmm. popping up in our regular feed here, so we might have a touch of non-critical technical issue, but we can work overcome uh, that. Well, I'll go back. I'll talk to Emma while you're looking. Um, so Emma, I noticed immediately uh, that there were packets on the counter that said bone broth, and I found it peculiar. Because every time I buy bone broth or packets, he'll say, you're buying that again? You know you're not going to use that. And so I wondered why he might have gotten himself some. And I would have asked him in the store, hey, babe, do you know this is bone broth and you tease me about bone broth? And see, this one time at um, Mike being a single dad. So you know how men don't like to ask for directions though he's not too proud to do that he'll have a you know someone in the trades that you know knows how to do something he doesn't pretend he knows he wants to hire a professional no you know no shame in that and he's willing to ask for directions but there are times this man will stick a landing and he has got to be see it through to the bitter freaking end and um story. he tells a story of when he um, he and these amazing three children were living with him alone when he was single dadding. And um, I don't know if you want me to tell it or you want to tell it. Uh, Emma should tell it. I think I Emma should tell well, it. Well, Emma was pretty young at the I time. I don't remember so. it very well. I just remember the humor and then seeing the stains in the kitchen. So I haven't maybe heard her perspective. You know, we're always... You're telling me I certainly wasn't there, but you're glad and you were fearful of when you would have to tell me about it. <laughs> so I was, you know, traditionals. And do you want to start getting going here while we're... Uh, uh, sure. You right. can do that. So let me know when you're ready and I'll switch us over to well, the multi-view here. I've been ready. Oh, okay. This? Yes, please. So we're going to switch over to the multi-view and then we'll get started Oops. with... The there store. we go. We got the hollow taco cam set up. Oh, except I put it a little bit over, too far over. So we're going to have to... Most hollow cam. There we go. We'll put it there. There we go. All right. We will go ahead and start with. Uh, we'll get back to our usual display here. There we go. All right. So I was single dadding it. Do you want me to file or do you... the usual thing? Okay. I, I, I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. Sometimes I file, sometimes I don't. It depends on the state of your nails. Okay. How do you decide? How do you decide? What, what... Um, how recently the little pickoff scratches are. Ah. <laughs> so, I'm doing the single dad thing, right? And you know that means it's uh, spaghettios for dinner. Woohoo! <clears throat> uh oh, spaghettios. But turns out. <laughs> 
at least I, I couldn't find a uh, can opener. You know, I thought, well, you know, I thought I had had one, but apparently I didn't. Thought I grabbed one, thought I bought one, didn't have a can opener. But what I did have was a reciprocating saw. Now we all know where this story is going. That's what we were talking about, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I thought, well, if I, I can, I, it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, it, I've seen it cut through wood. It goes through wood pretty fast. Um, shouldn't be that big a deal. And so I grabbed the reciprocating saw and I held the can of SpaghettiOs in one hand and the saw in the when other you were holding it? Like well, in the air? I didn't have a vice either. If I didn't have a can opener, I didn't have a vice. You were just like straight up just like... No, no joke, ladies and gentlemen. Like holding it in your hand like this. That's, yeah. Not against the counter. Oh, yeah, it was against the counter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't holding it midair. I was holding it in. No joke. And I'm biased. This is the love of my life. This is legit one of the smartest human beings I have ever known. This is one of the dumbest things I have ever seen. But there are times seen. he makes decisions where I think, like, the smart done fell out of his head. <laughs> Maybe it's a bone broth day. Uh, well, not one day broken. Not I'll let you continue, but I mean, it's like this and, like, construction of cake materials and sometimes just general space relations. I thought this was self-care. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. You normally <laughs> it's roast me. dad's hour. It's right. roast dad hour. I, it started with me saying the reason you can't talk is that you didn't have an, the right nutrition to your brain. Right. And now um, I'll just let you get the manicure because you deserve the love. I'm sorry. So I'm trying to cut through this can and it's shaking my hand, you know, both hands. I mean, and, and all I can think of is boy, this is going to hurt in a minute because it seemed inevitable that um, there was going to be some kind of horrific injury. But kids got to eat, and I still didn't have a can opener, so I was trying to stick the landing, and I think that's where we originally started with this. And um, other hand? Yes, okay. please. Um, so I'm cutting through and cutting through, and it's starting to look like an episode of CSI in the kitchen because it's getting... Well... <laughs> Shelby, yes, this is why women outlift men. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know, we got blood spatter everywhere. It's looking like a crime scene in there. And probably by the time I got done, I think half the can, uh, at least the liquid part, was on the walls. And all I could think of was, yeah, we don't need to tell Kelly about that. <laughs> Kelly does not need to know. Or if you had to explain why you were missing a digit or a thumb. Right. Right. Hey, so I need you to watch the kids because <laughs> I have to go to the ER. I did a boo-boo. <laughs> so, um, important things are self-care is important because if you're if you're stressed, I mean, there's a lot of ramen noodles. Oh, we were out of ramen noodles. That was like literally. I think the only Love thing we had was noodles. like. Half a loaf of bread and SpaghettiOs. Cause I, I, Man, you really were single dad. I hadn't made it to the store. That was when I was working nights oh, and yeah. still transporting you guys a lot. Not on CPAP and 360 pounds. Hey, I dad, mean, can I have a snack? <laughs> it's not sleeping more than two hours a night. So, you know, so I, 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 I know the struggle is real. I mean, the, the, the single parent deal is not fun. Um, but again, that you know, the, this kind of ties into why self-care is so important. Because if you are stressed, if you are fighting all the time, you're going to make bad decisions. I mean, it, it's, again, not anything that's wrong with you, not anything that's bad. It's just the brain doesn't work when it's stressed and fatigued and everything else all the time. And you make bad decisions that you probably wouldn't ordinarily have made uh, on a normal day. I would hope that I would not consider a reciprocating saw a valid tool for uh, can disassembly unless it was empty and properly secured with a vice and all that stuff. But when you're tired and hungry and you got other people to feed, then, you know, that's where you're at sometimes. That, that's all true. So. What else we got? Oh, I will tell you. Oh, sorry. I thought they had to drive for a second. So, oh, yeah, you're right. 
Um, Mike made some goals last time we were on this program, hmm. and he has achieved all of them. So I, I want to champ most. I'm very proud of you. Well, uh, your behavior, you've been, you have been very committed to your steps and your water and your protein. Well, and that's that. That's the the quandary <clears throat> I find myself in is because is I am achieving the operational goals. I guess I'm doing the things that I want to do, but I don't think I get hit on the right things to do um, because you know my my big goal has been ten thousand steps a day, which I have done uh, actually every day for the last two weeks now. I think. Two to three. One into three, and you—you've really done it. There was one day that I missed, but um, you know, two to three weeks now. Uh, you know, again, I was talking about hitting my protein targets and hitting my um, fluid, you know, water uh, hydration targets and all those sorts of things. Um, I have been hitting those, but I have not seen the progress on the scale, at least. Well, that's a good point to make, though. Stay the course, because you've made. I will admit that I have not. So week one, I hit activity goals with Mike. Week two, I hit activity goals for at least 60 minutes, at least five days. Um, and more water, not all my water, certainly had not eliminated alcohol, um, but, but a little more mindful and, and kind of slow weight loss. By the end of week two, um, I had like net loss of 0.2 pounds. Um, and so this last week, you were very committed to all of your, you know, you did not let anything get in your way, even if you were tired or schedules. Um, and it's important for people to know that even if you're not having the outcome met by the deadline in your mind and in your heart, that doesn't mean that those are, are not powerful and important things. And so I've been very impressed by your commitment to that. Well, thank you. So I will say, stay the course. Conversely, I was like, you know, I was not hitting my activity targets. I was kind of in a slump. Um, just did not do all the things I wanted to do last week. There were some things that were better, but for the most part, I just kind of hit neutral. Um, I will say that as of this morning, I broke through a barrier and I'm down seven pounds. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, um, from, from my highest through this. Yeah, I went on a med for anxiety and depression in the fall and started to gain after that, but it has helped my life, so it's worth it. Um, you know, that certainly um, made it a little more difficult, and I talk to people about that all day, every day. It's still important that I don't want to jump out of my skin with paranoia and, and all these other things. Um, certainly, um, if I drink too much alcohol, that's a problem in a lot of ways, but then I make poor food decisions, and I don't get as much done, and I'm not as active, and, and all of that. So, um, I will say that you know, probably yesterday alone, getting all my, getting a lot more water, not really hitting the alcohol, um, making better um, food decisions, um, and and making rest a priority helped. So you know, it's really all the things all together. And now I'm feeling a little more encouraged, and I want to be like Mike, you know, because we feel. But but the other quality of life things, your sleep quality, mm -hmm. how you you know what you're able, you know your focus at work. You know, all those things really are better, and you were telling me that this week, with more water, nutrition, and Hi, activity. Baby. Well, and I did want to hit, you know, that we talked a little bit about that last week, I think, the, the idea of non-scale victories. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not always about how the number looks. Now, um, I am these days wearing scrubs, which, of course, hide a great many sins. Um, so I can't necessarily, you know, our traditional, did you get all that on there? I can't. Yeah. Okay. Our traditional non-scale victories are things like how your pants fit and things like that. And I can't really speak a lot to that right now. Um, Cause I was, yeah, I was thinking I even wore, you know, just like gym shorts when we went on the March the other day. Um, but what I can say is Kelly is exactly right. My sleep quality is a lot better. I feel just better in general. Um, you know, it's not necessarily that I'm happier or anything like that. I just feel better. And, mm -hmm. I, and I have been able to, to focus and I, I've been working on some, been able to, to be productive on a couple of projects. Um, and that bit has been good. But I wanted to get your insight. I know, you know, you're a little bit more time limited here. I want to get your insight on something that, that was occurring to me in the last couple of days. In order to try to hit my scale victories, I have been doing that thing where I have... Um, 
you know, I do the basically the, the protein shake for breakfast and the protein shake for lunch and then try to have some kind of sensible dinner. The proteins that I've been using, I think the, the good one, I think, was about 25 grams of, of protein per serving. And then my cherry chicken debacle today <sighs> was 20 grams. Um, but the flip side of that is they're only about 100 to 110 calories. And so through the course of the day, um, I'm only getting about 200 calories. And by and large, I feel okay while I'm in it. But when I get home, I just get like ravenous. And mm -hmm. I still try to make good food choices and stick with proteins and healthy fats, you know, cheeses and nuts and things like that. But I do feel like I've probably been possibly even snacking more in the evening. Yeah. Um Oh, wait. I, I, I don't know that I'm hitting, you know, like a, a, I don't know that my gross calories are exceeding anything. I, I would guess that they are, but I can't say for sure. But either way, is there an issue with when you eat? So <clears throat> different people respond to different things. And there's a lot of research out there, you know, on intermittent fasting and meal timing and time restricted meals and you know, what types okay. of macronutrients to have, um, you know, how to pair things. So to know what is best for you is trial and error. It is a real thing. If you feel like um, it's kind of, I'm, I'm evolving on this because there's a lot of different, uh, there's, there's some different um, methodology or thought behind that. Um, so I think one thing you could try, and, and what we see in our practice is we recommend generally that people don't do more than one meal replacement per day. Oh, okay. We generally recommend if you're going to replace breakfast because, you know, you don't think you're going to hit your protein targets, um, you know, if you don't get something for breakfast because, you know, going through the day, you know, you don't, and that's something that you mentioned, um, that, um, it's important to have a shake or bar for breakfast, <clears throat> but then what we find is it's not hurting people to have one at the lunchtime or, you know, for a second, but they hit a plateau. Mm. It's just um, anecdotal evidence we've seen, you know, patient after patient year over year. So, or you get sick of the things where they become expensive, or it may be that it isn't enough for you to fuel you. Mm. And so um, there are a lot of reasons people are more hungry at night. Um, right down to you know our natural biology and in the way that our bodies are built um, but it can also be that um, you know the you you have been working all day and you're depleted and you want to fill your cup back and so um, for some people it's you know maybe have a bar or shake for breakfast but have more substantial food that you chew that is going to stick with you and be more than a total of 200 calories by 4 p.m okay or um, and then it's, you know, maybe you track a sample day uh, ahead of time and say, okay, these are the things I commonly do, or, you know, you get like the protein pack or sushi or, you know, or make your own bento box for work if, if you decide to go with that. And we kind of estimate what, what you have by the time we have dinner. We tend to rough in what we think we'll do for dinners. And then um, it's, it's just being mindful of those carb snackies after dinner. And I think that's mm -hmm. what, uh, frankly, what gets you, what gets me sometimes, what gets a lot of people. It's that after it's dinner, terrible. you're watching TV, and it's the, if you haven't tracked ahead to see that it hit your, t that you've hit your targets, nope. that's what can blow it too, because then that's proximal to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, you had mentioned, speaking <clears throat> of proximal to sleep, you had mentioned something about um, making sure that you have a hard stop on your food two hours ahead of bedtime that's a pretty common recommendation yeah um that alone can help some people you know stick to your meal and snack times and have a hard stop where you say i'm no matter what even if i want snacks you know i'm just going to have water or herbal tea you know nothing that's going to cause um you know uh, an insulin response in your body so I think um, I'll be fun to, it'll be fun to experiment with you if you're open to it. Oh yeah. I think maybe try heartier, you know, sticking to the meal times, track a sample day of, okay, you're gonna have a shake in the morning. Maybe we even get up and walk in the morning. We have, uh, you know, a shake in the morning 
and you have a, a real food lunch that we track and then kind of you know uh, rough in what we think dinner's going to be and you pick a fun snack or you know say our meal time's 30 to 90 minutes and if you're going to have a you know maybe it's fresh strawberries mm. or something that we have access to now good strawberries yeah. good michigan strawberries in season right now instead of like crackers or chips or if you're like i really want some of these things measure them out and make sure they stay in stay in your window and stay in your target for the day or we get strict about um, some intermittent things. Mm -hmm. But maybe this next week, you try a more substantial lunch and we track a sample like week, weekday. So I want to give a shout out to Farine there, raising uh, raising their hand and saying same. I think maybe getting hungry at night uh, wasn't quite locked into that. Happy but... to see you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know Farine? Yes, I do. Oh, all right, cool. That's one of mine. <laughs> She, she, she is one of mine. I'm sorry. Um, so you mentioned the, the, what'd you say, the timing? So oh, I wanted to ask you, because the other thing that I've been trying this week also is the idea of the, the intermittent fasting. Now, that didn't work out real well because, you know, in addition to self-care, last night was our, our middle child, older son, and it was his 18th birthday. So... Um, with a lot of the other things we have going on, you know, we, we ended up having a late dinner. I was hoping to do a little bit of intermittent fasting, and that didn't quite work out. So how would intermittent fasting work with meal replacement and eating times? What would you, what would you recommend? If I were your patient, what would you recommend? That, that is it, can I do all of that, or should I just pick a couple and try that first? Or what's the most... Start with don't overwhelm yourself. Okay. Always always good advice. Always good advice. It's but not going to be to sustainable take. if it's going to be too complicated. <laughs> um, if you're really going with some of the science from Dr. Jason Fung and intermittent fasting, it's, uh, a, you know, the other suggestion is try to eat as many whole foods mm -hmm. as you can. And so you want to minimize, you know, um, products. But it can be hard to get started and... One thing that I saw that you had in conflict, and I think a lot of people would, is if you're going to choose strict intermittent fasting, but you're still trying to hit a minimum protein target, those two things can be, you might have to say, I'm going to focus on intermittent fasting and not as much on my grams of protein per day to get me started, to that, come over a plateau. That has been tough because that that's the issue of why I was going with the two protein shakes is because... Um, I was hitting the protein target and then now trying to squeeze it into that eight hour window. That's right. tough. So, uh, you know, it, again, and it comes back to what feels good. If you don't have, you know, if your hair, skin and nails are messed up and you don't have enough energy, if you're not, you know, or if you're immediately pre or post surgery, you know, it's really important that you're getting all that protein in. Um, you know, so I have different recommendations for people at different stages of things, but I would say if you wanted to try the eight hour window again, don't focus as much on, um, you know, those grams, but focus on the good quality whole foods within your window. Okay. And um, so that people don't feel like they've got to stay in like perfect macros, in perfect meal times, in intermittent fasting windows, that can be a lot. Mm -hmm. So it could be that you just make your meal times 30 to 60 minutes and when your natural biorhythms tell you you want to have your meals, just stick within the 30 to 90 minutes. That's time-restricted meals. Okay. Intermittent fasting isn't only 16 hours of fasting and 8 hours of food. Um, sometimes, you know, it's alternate day and various other things. And then, um, and we can talk about that later. Or it can be, man, I can't plan to save my life. Can I just please do a meal replacement something for breakfast and an easy, can I do like a frozen entree at lunch and just throw them in the freezer at work and then have a sensible dinner? Sure, all of that can be worked with. It's just paying attention to how you feel and what's you know, easiest to execute. Well, and then we all know, I'm sure that, we all know, I'm sure that food is a kind of self-care also. So is there some, is it, I'm trying to think how I want to ask this. If 
you're eating something that isn't necessarily satisfying but gives you your nutritional component does that i mean how does that how does that relate to weight loss i mean you know, because you again sometimes if, if you're having these these real restrictions and stuff sometimes people might think boy it's just not worth it so how do you find that happy medium between hitting all your goals and all that stuff and still being well frankly satisfied i'm glad you bring that up i think i loaded it with you but um i find it important especially early on when i'm talking to myself and and others to not villainize ourselves or types of food. And I tell people in new patient appointments and then reiterate, there's no all good or all bad person or you know foods. So there are times that you want, what do we have? Red velvet cake for Tommy's birthday. Happy right? birthday, Tommy. There are times that you know if you can find a way, just like any other budget, and I say this all the time, but you know just like you know how much money's coming in per month and you know what your bills are and you want to buy something pretty and you don't want to blow the budget you know you plan for those things or you pay attention to i know that if i have half a piece of cake or if i have um you know half a cup of ice cream i can enjoy it i can feel like and full fat bring it on make it what you like and you know bring it and and enjoy the hell out of it but if have it fit the goal you know, have it fit your overall budget or at least 80% of the time you're on point. But if you constantly depri deprive yourself, you're gonna feel frustrated, um, likely rebel. And a very important thing that I've had to learn and learn and I'm relearning is, you know, accept the mess of it. You're gonna have days or weeks or years that are rough. And then you're gonna have times that you didn't think you were doing great, but you still you still made a headway, you know, and, and able to celebrate that. Um, learning to accept that, and um, I think it's important that people get things that they enjoy that help them feel satisfied. But as you try more and more um, to pay attention to how things feel in your body, you the hope is also that you're, you'll be um, more satisfied with things that are that feel better that don't cause as much inflammation or fatigue you know you know those those things that we can enjoy some of the time but we kind of identify or play around and find your own threshold hmm. am i talking around that my no I don't, I don't think so i think that that's really great and i wanted to i want just wanted to throw that out to Catherine there because she was just talking about how she was eating potato chips and reinforce that you know potato you what's that what is it from the sesame street where uh, potato chips are sometimes food i mean it's you don't want to subsist on potato chips but i think you're hitting the point where you know if you do that and you have your budget and you can compensate for it in other ways then you know maybe have sometimes have the chip because again it comes back down to the the mental well-being i think mm -hmm. um and you know if you're going to be stressed out and all that you know if you're you Remember your own humanity, I think, is what it comes down yes, to. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I want to say, first off, say hello to John um, for arriving. And I yes, I have uh, Also, Shelby ask, is asking for some snack suggestions. And if I remember correctly from earlier today, Shelby is, a, I believe, an RT student. So she's All looking right. for suggestions for students sitting through five hours of Zoom each day oh. and snacking on Cheerios and stress baking. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I understand. Um, in graduate school, it was uh, pizza rolls, um, writing my thesis. Like, <laughs> um, that's another, um, you know, pay attention to your body so you can have, you know, healthy, you know, almost like baby food snacks or like the bento boxes, depending on what things you like or don't like. Um, you know, add a, you know, easy to grab like grapes and cheese cubes and, you know, um, nuts and seeds and all of that or you can say and we, we kind of joke there are some things that are just easier to put together when you're busy like that it's not like you know you want to be um, doing this elaborate stuff but you want to comfort yourself and that's okay so finding some recipes even things that you can have on hand and freeze some and just you know have them and just say this is what I can have and I will eat at these meal times. That can be, it's the grazing and the, we naturally crave carbohydrates when we're stressed. 
and if we're mindlessly i used to love cereal like i could just take out some cereal and in the 80s and 90s we were told do that it's low fat and these are i was eating huge bowls of grape nuts and having to work out it's six the fiber hours a day. And the, yeah yeah i was like i'm a teenager eating freaking grape nuts like who am i and i still had to work out six hours a day to be you know still chubbier than those around me because i was you know i had metabolic syndrome and carb loading and all that um so shelby i might recommend making yourself almost like toddler um easy or easy grab and heat up things but then stick to the like 90 minute meal windows and then find, you know, there are things that can be really exciting, like frozen grapes or whatever. Um, well, and I'll tell you, I don't know what your dietary restrictions are, uh, Shelby, but um, one of my favorite lunches, we have a really nice little deli um, down the street from my office. And I'll go and they have, Kelly was talking about the protein pack, and it is about four ounces of salami, about four ounces of nice cheddar cheese. Um about four ounces of grapes and then some crackers so depending on how much carbs you have during the course of the day or you know if you're if you're a vegetarian or things other like hand. that what's that other hand you can modify that but it's pretty easy to grab that and prepare it on maybe even a sunday afternoon or something like that and have that pack ready to go for a couple of days right and then um uh Farine talking about um protein through plant-based sources mm. yes absolutely and in fact if i was in my office right now our amazing dietitians have made lists and i have them there's a whole um, page of um, high protein sources for those who are vegan or vegetarian and then other plant-based sources of protein and how many grams per serving um, so i'll try to access those and email them to you because i have that um, but absolutely, I mean, we and we know the health benefits of having our plant-based protein sources, certainly. Um, and if anybody else is interested, we actually now have an email address, fight to flight at copdnavigator.net. A little bit strange because uh, still working on the uh, the email, or did I get the new domain? I think I, well, anyways. I can't keep track of his business. Fight to flight at copdnavigator.net. Put uh, um, plant-based protein in the subject line. We'll make sure we get that to you as soon as we can, too. Uh, Catherine checking in with corned beef and cabbage. That's a hearty meal. Getting uh, um, cabbage is good, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, it, it's related Why to spinach, cabbages? or is it more like lettuce? Um, in that family with lots of good fiber and, and vitamins. And also mentioning that she, the Amish, had stopped by and brought some strawberries, and so now some strawberry shortcake, which is mm, fantastic. And I would be remiss if I did not stop and say hello to Jeannie checking Hi, in Jeannie. from uh, Pennsylvania. Hope things are going well down there. Hope you enjoyed the uh, Right to Breathe webinar that was on just before us, too. So. All right. All right. All right, so we're going to let these dry for a minute and then show them off. Uh, another self-care routine here. Your look is done. I will be putting a top coat on, but oh, okay. the overall. Like a, a flaky like, top coat? or like, um, oh, okay. put, they were airbrushed and we'll just have to this one. get stuff off the edges. Oh, well, that's just a sealer top coat? Or? Yeah. Okay. If we had, oh, is there already a flaky on here? Or yeah. Is it just the, oh, okay. We should get the protective peel. Is cabbage terribly cruciferous? I know I that word, and I can't think. Yeah, that's that's what kind of vegetable it is. Like those kind of leafy. I I believe so. Um, and is that? That's John. So I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to read between the lines for folks who may not know. John is quite the quipster here. A comedian. Oh, also, well, I, I got some nail polish be, on here. Um, there are some interesting chemical reactions with things like broccoli and <laughs> um, cabbage. We're gonna. We need outtakes for this show because when I, when Olive like clawed no potato clawed into me and the stage here, my face was something. He says like broccoli. So cruciferous, like yeah, it, it's always been weird to me that things like broccoli and things like cabbage and lettuce are related at all because they and look right. so. Isn't avocados a fruit, right? Or Tomatoes are a fruit. Yeah, Tommy I think I'm. Yeah, me. avocado because they have a pit. So while um, um, the stuff that increases gases. Oh. Oh uh, yeah. 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 
So I was talking about chemical reactions, and boy, when you're getting used to that. I just wanna. So showing off the the final Try. product Why here. Trying to get it Is into the. Uh, let's see if I can get a little bit more reflection on here to get it into the the camera a little bit better. Is this light on? Yeah, it's on. You're just. Well, you gotta come over. I know. I'm just trying to make sure it, there's enough reflection on it. I'm no Christine. I can tell you that. Oh, you She's did got. Some gradient work I tried. Yeah. It didn't go well. It's all right. So John may recognize the importance of some of these colors here. Um, blue, well, orange particularly, but also blue, which is another fun dad story of being colorblind and planting my flag on the COPD Foundation's official colors being purple and blue, or purple and orange, and turns out they're not. Uh, speaking of, I doubt she's watching right now, but uh, today officially... Um, Jamie Sullivan from the COPD Foundation, a longtime advocate, 16 years apparently, announced that she's going to be moving on to another foundation. So, uh, Jamie, if you happen to catch this on a replay, wish you all of the best and none of the rest, as our old math teacher used to say. Absolutely. So, thank you for all of your efforts on, on, on behalf of the COPD community for these many years. So, And uh, hopefully great things in your future. Absolutely. Going to buy another Update on cruciferous vegetables. Nope. Oh. Cruciferous update. Breaking cruciferous news, folks. Breaking news. So, cauliflower, cabbage, kale, garden cress, bok choy, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and similar green leaf vegetables. I feel like I like bok choy. So, I could toot myself out of the room. So, on that classy note, I'm going to go look for my friend. All right. Well, thank you for stopping in and sharing some of those self-care tips. <laughs> uh, but, note, um, it's important. I know how important uh, Al is, so make sure that you go and... My people. I love my people. Yeah, absolutely. That's what this is all about. That's that's why we do this. We want to help people. So. All right. So I'm going to try not to show too much of my pajamas and this business. Are these your daytime pajamas or your nighttime pajamas? Um, I did um, put them on midday. <laughs> so they're halftime pajamas. <laughs> that's a halftime I show. I showered. So that was good. That's self-care. Yeah. And then my left shoulder still does not have full range of motion. And I tried Ooh. to put something else on, got stuck in it, almost broke it, and then screamed and put this on. So All right. it's been Ooh. a day. Uh, happy uh, Tuesday, Taco Tuesday to everybody. Other Thank hand. you, Emma. You're welcome. All right. I think I can sneak out down here. All right. We should introduce the kitten. I don't know where he is. I'll go find him. You just got to leave it on while I go find it. All right. So, you know, again, as Kelly was saying, and you can probably slide over just a touch now. There we go. <clears throat> Squish. You know, it is um, taking, you know, simple things. Taking a shower is self-care. You know, you, they, I know we, we have this fight to flight thing. We kind of go back and forth between whether it's birds or planes. Uh, so look up in the sky, I guess. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's fight to fly. Um, but you know, sometimes it's the little things, you know, especially when it, there's so much uncertainty and things like that. Having something that you can control can be really helpful. So, you know, getting your daughter to paint your nails or taking care of, you know, uh, cleaning up the beard and mustache, which I am due for another round of. Um, sometimes those things are really important. And they say where I was going with the, the airplane or bird thing, um, when you when you fly, if we're ever able to fly again on airplanes, yeah. um, they tell you to put your own oxygen mask on first before you help other people. And they do that not, you know, because they're trying to promote selfishness or anything like that. But if somebody is in trouble, and you don't have your capacity, now there's two people in trouble. So take a moment and take care of yourself, and then you are able to actually pay that forward again. You're going to go get them? Yeah. All right. So, yes, I am back alone center stage on the camera again. Haven't been here for a while, so... Um, but self-care is tremendously important, especially at a time like this, because like I said, there's so much uncertainty. I know places are starting to open up again. Um, we've, we're having a battle here in Michigan now where, you know, we're, we're demanding the gyms open and things like that. And, you know, again, exercise is really good self-care. I'll go back to a regular camera here. 
exercise is really good self-care. Um, there are a lot of things that are really beneficial to a lot of people, but we also have to be very careful. We're not out of the woods yet, and that's what makes the self-care so important because we need to be taking care of ourselves and taking care of each other. For example, wearing a mask, that is part of taking care of each other. But choosing what mask you want to wear, that's taking care of yourself. Uh, if anybody has followed me at all, I'm sure it'll be shocking to no one that my good friend James, who had checked in earlier, James Lippy, uh, sent me a Star Trek mask that I had absolutely loved. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. So it's been nice to be able to wear that around out and about because you can still have some of your own identity and some of that um, personalization and taking care of yourself while you are protecting others. So, you know, again, just make sure that you are taking time for yourself, finding the things that work, whether it's food items, whether it's um, particular workouts or activities even. I mean, you know, we think of workouts as being these real intense you know, going to the gym kind of things, but sometimes walking around the block has been great. You know, that's been one of the nicest things about getting the regular exercise is it has encouraged me to go out and get some fresh air. And now that the seasons have warmed up a little bit more here in Michigan, that's been really nice. And it's been nice to actually see our neighbors and see, you know, what everybody's been doing with their houses and see the sidewalk art you know we've got some really talented kids slash adults in this neighborhood and who have done some great work with sidewalk chalk and it kind of reinforces that sense of community that is also going to be good for one's internal or you know one's well-being and self-care stuff um so find what works for you Oh, and we are about to have one other special guest in the program to wrap things up for today. One last bit of self-care. Sometimes you just need a little cute animal to go by. And this is Jean-Luc. This is our new kitten, courtesy of one of my uh, newer Facebook friends, Michelle, from uh, a fellow respiratory therapist. Um, we have opted to avoid the we've got like three generations of names because our oldest cat is named hester way back when i was a huge football fan i was a big fan of the chicago bears when we got him um and they had a, a one of the all-time greatest kick returners by the name of devin hester then we went through a food era which was actually kind of coincidental because uh, i believe both of them were after we had surgery and food wasn't quite as big a thing, but we adopted an olive and we adopted a potato. And now we have one who, his original name was Fat Face, and we decided that didn't really fit him super well. And uh, we are all big sci-fi fans, so we opted to go something in the fandom. And we he seemed to respond pretty well to JL, uh, or Jean-Luc, or Jean-Luc Picat. <laughs> Um, and so that's who he is. He has been a welcome addition to the family. Um, but again, you know, sometimes it's pets, dogs, cats, fish, birds, whatever a is snake. bringing you, <laughs> whatever brings you joy. Uh, make sure you find that, make sure you hang on to it and make sure you're using that to take care of yourself before you try and take care of anyone else. Jeannie says, Jean-Luc is gorgeous, long, happy life to you. We certainly hope so. So we certainly appreciate everybody checking in and spending some time with us on this special Tuesday edition. We do anticipate being back on Sunday at 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern Daylight Time with another update on how we're doing. And we'll talk, uh, we'll see what else happens this week and we'll come up with a topic. So um, we will also, we've also got the podcast. Was he Pern? He was. Uh, we got to get him. We got here. See. see if we can get him to purr for everybody here. Here we go, buddy. I don't know if that's coming through he or was not. A little, oh, now don't, he's holding. oh, now he wants to grab the mic. There you go, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> we do have podcast options. This episode will be up on your favorite podcast sites, uh, likely tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow. Should have a new episode of the Potato Cast ready to go tomorrow, too. 
also wherever you, your greater or your finer podcasts are available. Um, if you like what we're doing, check us out on patreon.com slash so that we can continue to bring some of these programs and maybe acquire more cats. <laughs> uh, and please, 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 more than anything else, please like, share, and subscribe us, especially on YouTube. We're still looking. YouTube won't let you set your channel name until you hit 100 subscribers, and we're at about eight right now. So we really need folks to subscribe so that it's easier to find and we can share this amazing high-quality original content with everybody who uh who who um uh john linnell said not birds with copd oh that's a good point that's a good point um so Catherine says a large marge john yes absolutely true uh not birds with copd because of the risk of contamination from their droppings um and there's there's likely there might be a little bit of chance with that um with cats too particularly with dust usually we're more concerned with pregnant women um there's the the worm was it histoplasmosis or toxoplasmosis or something i know you're not supposed to let pregnant women scoop cat litter if you have a hunting cat like right, because it's hunts. the stuff that's outside. Yeah, and um, also some stuff that can come from mice and other so, yes, animals. Birds would definitely... N no sound. Did he knock out the sound? Uh, do you turn off the sound, little guy? So without... Uh, if you don't have COPD, then get a bird. If you have COPD, avoid <laughs> the birds. So... Uh, with oh, that, since since we don't know if anybody can hear us anymore, um, we will go ahead and say good night. We'll see you on Sunday. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, everybody. And Have a good night. Lightly. And breathe lightly. That's right.